0: Supporters from TBN. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well worn path that once felt the footsteps of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. Host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo take a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the Biblical Highway. Experience the land of the Bible as you've never seen it. In theaters September 18th and 19th, Route 60, the Biblical Highway. Information at Route 60.movie. That's Route 60.movie. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz.
1: Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Hey, I'm so glad you're here with me today. We are going to talk about streamlining your homeschool. This is episode 503 and you can find today's show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Oh, gosh, how do you streamline your homeschool year when you have so much to accomplish every year? Well, I'm going to give you three easy tips, and I promise you they are easy. It's not a big, huge list, but I will go through some things that I hope will help. And I also appreciate this week's sponsor. Thanks so much to our sponsor, Route 60, The Biblical Highway. It's only available in the theaters in September 18th and 19th, so if you're listening, After this date, not to worry, I'm sure it will be um, available on digital. So just go to route60.movie, that's R-O-U-T-E 60.movie, and you'll find out more information there. And of course, there are links on the show notes on today's page. Well, today we're discussing streamlining your homeschool, and I have to tell you that after homeschooling for many years... Um I kind of ran the gamut. Some years I decided to be super organized and other years I decided to go with more with go with the flow. Unfortunately, that never worked for me. Um it would have been simpler if it worked cuz I tend to be more creative and sometimes it was off the cuff. But in other years I decided I've got to have more outcome-based goals so I can see what we've accomplished. And so I have to tell you at the end of my homeschool journey um, it pretty much all came together. And along with my friend Gina, we created the Homeschool Self-Paced Class, and it is on streamlining your homeschool. So you will find that link over on the MediaAngels.com forward slash store, um, as well as on the show notes. Well, in the last few years of homeschooling, after the last child graduated, I felt like, oh gosh, I actually got something right. I ended my homeschool journey clocking in at about 32 years. And believe me, I um, both celebrated and was upset at the same time, if that's even possible. And I have to say that my five children are now successful adults, each in their own way. As an aside, I sometimes think that parents want to use their child's success as part of their own success. And I've seen this happen too many times. Uh, once I started speaking at homeschool conferences, I tended to get recognized even locally. And I remember at one event we had um, here in my town, this mom ran up to me and she wanted to know what Ivy League college my child was going to attend and i have to say that kind of irritated me not so much because there's anything wrong with ivy league schools but that was so far from the goals that i had for my kids in her defense at the time there was a homeschool family that basically put homeschooling on the map and they were in the in the national news because three of their four children had um gotten into an ivy league college. And, you know, it was all a big deal, because pretty much everybody thought that homeschooling was not here to stay. And it was a fad. Um, But truthfully, it wasn't ever in my goals to uh, think about my children and their accomplishments as being mine. Sure, we can help our children and guide them and out of the Five, three went to college and graduated with honors. And that is all on them. My husband and I were cheerleaders. We encouraged them. uh, We advised them. But that was not our end goal. And I think sometimes we look at our motivations as homeschool parents and try um, as much as we can uh, to let them shine and let their personalities come out and guide them to do You know, whatever their passion is, in a way uh, that's pleasing to you, your family goals, as well as the Lord, um, especially for us as Christians. And I have to say that, you know, every once in a while when things worked out, sure, I felt a sense of pride and thought, you know, gosh, we must have done something right. But I have to say, too, that you know, it was encouraging our kids and standing beside them and letting them know that we were here for them no matter what was really pivotal in their success. Within our own homes, we don't get credit very often, do we? Except if something doesn't work out. But I have to say that you know, in my own defense, some years were better than others. Truthfully, our household may not have run the way I hoped, and our kids, with their different and varied personalities and the ways they learned and struggled sometimes um, or excelled, you know, kept me on my toes, and I couldn't compartmentalize them as much as I wanted to. I had to look at homeschooling and say, okay, how can we make this work for all of us and our busy lifestyle? I also had to take into consideration the kids' needs for the year. And I found that no matter what we used as far as curriculum went or how I planned my days or my year, there were some considerations I had to make. And one was to look at my year mid-year. I looked at the progress that came after talking to my husband. And I think part of it came from complaining that I felt like our kids were not learning anything that year. And my husband said, well, take a look in in the rear mirror now, you know, your mid-year now is right before Christmas. And he said, see how you're doing. And so I did. I looked at it mid-year and I thought, oh my gosh, we're doing a lot more than I thought we did. So I actually created a podcast and later I'll tell you about a set I created, but you can uh, look for mid-year evaluation on the Um, vintagehomeschoolmoms.com or on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network website, and you'll find that to listen to for free. And the best advice I can give you that worked so well for me is to evaluate your progress and change it as needed. I didn't go through an entire school year and then feel horrible at the end. Best of all, you'll be able to find that there are some things that are working. So you'll keep those and some that are not working and it's never too late to change. I took this idea one step further. I did the same thing at the end of the year and the following year, I did this at the beginning of the year and I made some firm plans and it worked. It worked so well. I created a self-paced class that you can access with three audios and a set of handouts for the beginning, middle and end of year evaluation and the audios are available at themediaangels.com forward slash store if you want this help. Well, when I looked over my homeschool years, I found I did three things well. And what are they? Well, these are some helpful tips to help you streamline your homeschool. The first was routine, the second was consistency, and the third was to expect the unexpected. I found that Each of these aspects, when incorporated into my homeschool, made the journey so much easier. So let's take one at a time. For routine, the things that we did each day allowed some free time for me in the morning. So what I did was I set up some routines such as getting up in the morning, getting my coffee, and going into my room for prayer time. But now if I did this and my children woke up, what were they supposed to do? Well, they needed to get their breakfast, um, you know, get dressed, do some simple chores like fixing their bed, brushing their teeth, so forth, and getting ready for their day. I also encouraged them to get their own Bibles out. If they were little, you know, it could have just been a picture Bible, and they sat for a few minutes and looked through it until it was time for us to gather for, for school. And so... I had an idea of what was expected in the morning, and I let them know, and we set this up as routines. For the school day, the routines were similar. We had a checklist that they had, but the school day routine um, was typically... An opening for the day, which was either a Bible reading that we did as a family or some sort of Bible activity. I would read them a story from a book, maybe one that had a good Christian content or had to do with a saint. And then later on in the day, we tied it into an activity or we might have done something quickly that morning. Then we did things like, say, the Pledge of Allegiance and said our morning prayers. We started uh, with our subjects that I had laid out before. Some of the kids did individual work. Um, For example, they were on different math assignments or reading lessons. And then we would split up the week and do things such as science three days a week and history two. And then we would switch with the next part of the year doing history three days a week and science two. And the reason I did science um, like that was because I really enjoyed incorporating activities and experiments in science and doing the same thing, projects in history, and it worked out so well. And I hope to um, interview my daughter who was homeschooled all the way through high school and later majored um, in history and then um, has a master's in education. And she has some really unique ways of presenting history. Um, I love how she does it. And so she has these activities she does with her class at the beginning of the year, and she's blessed to teach at a Christian school. And so um, I wanted her to share some of her activities with her. So with all of you that she does. So I'm going to hopefully get with her at some point soon. So having a routine is very helpful. So the kids know what is going to happen. And then I follow it through with consistency. So what does that look like? Well, there's consistency in our homeschool, in our household, and in discipline. So what brings us uh, consistency in homeschooling? Well, first of all, it's doing school when you say you're going to do it. Many times the day is just horrible, and we just say, "Okay, put away your your books." I did this when the kids were not getting a well, are getting along well, and we just had to stop everything and regroup. Um, but also, it helps them to know what is expected each day and to be consistent with that. When they're little, we took off Fridays because of field trips or whatever, catch up day or game day to kind of go through some things. Um, as they got older, we changed that up and maybe they had some projects they needed to finish or catch up on because the youngest three played sports. So, whatever that is in your homeschool, be sure that it's consistent. Um, if you find there are some things that are, interrupt your consistency, you may need to take a look at that and make further plans. Um, I feel that one of the things we can do is have an idea of how we're going to deal with situations. Um, that will bring me to point number three in a minute. But first, I want to go back to household um, routines help, but also, again, being consistent. When you can, it's helpful that everyone's on the same page Being consistent with your meals, when you do laundry, when you go on errands, um, when you do simple or more complex chores. Again, very important. Also, consistency in discipline and following through. Um, As I've shared with you, especially if you've listened to this episode, I'm on 503, you know, so you've heard this before if you're a longtime listener. And my husband always says that kids are gamblers. And they are going to gamble that you're not going to get up and follow through. So that's important, which, um, you know, brings us to the follow through. But relationships with your children should take precedent over how you educate them. I'm going to say this again. Relationships with your children should take precedent over how you educate them. Because when all's said and done, they're going to forget that math lesson. They're going to forget what you taught them in history that was so important, but they're not going to forget your relationship with them. And we need to nurture that relationship. Yes, we need to be parents. Yes, we need to be firm, but we need to let them know some important things. One, we are always there for them and they can come to us with anything. But when children are disciplined and we follow through, It's going to be something that they expect. I tried really hard not to fly off the handle when I got upset, but my, I'm going to share with you my Italian Italian temper sometimes got the best of me, but I let them know that something was going to happen. Sometimes I couldn't exactly tell them what it was, especially when they got older. I remember being so upset. I had to say, you know what? I'm going to pray about it, and I'll get back to you when I know exactly what your discipline is going to be. Mm -hmm. And believe me, they didn't laugh very much after the first time because I really felt it was inspired by Almighty God and what their discipline was. The Lord took, took an interest in my homeschooling because, for goodness sakes, I needed his help. I also tried to get through to them that... We had to get school done before we did anything else. I remember times when we were going to go on a field trip and I was saying, you know, getting really frustrated and saying, we have to get this done before we can go, you know, even if it was the next day. And then I would get frustrated and upset and then they would get frustrated and upset. And then I would threaten and say, well, you're not going to go on this field trip or this activity, whatever it was, if you don't behave yourself. And of course, you know, one time or another, somebody made me upset. And I just said, Okay, we're not going. And they had to learn that yes, it wasn't fair. And if somebody really messed up, sometimes, um, you know, that's just how it worked. But one one thing they did learn is we are a family, and we're in this together. And that kids can be pretty resilient when it comes to metting out some type of discipline, we think they're going to fall apart, and they might for a short period of time. But if we're consistent and show them that when we say something, we mean it, and we follow through, guess what's going to happen the next time? They're going to realize that they need to get with it. They need to clean the house. They need to do whatever it is we say that they have to do. And if they don't, then they're going to learn that there is going to be some kind of uh, discipline or something that's going to happen. Um, You know, maybe something's going to be um, withheld such as uh you know a device uh movie time, whatever that is that you do as a family, but they have to understand that you are going to follow through the other thing I want to share with you just quickly here is not to talk about it in front of everyone, for example, if something happens, you don't want to say you know to the world. Oh yeah, we uh, we didn't show up at the field trip because so and so in our family, you know, messed it up for everyone. You want to keep whatever happens within your household. And yes, you may be frustrated and upset, but you just say something came up. The world doesn't have to know, and your kids will respect that as well. They'll know what happened. You'll know within a family what happened, but you don't need to broadcast it to the world, and believe me, that will build bridges. And then what about expecting the unexpected? Well, the first is to have a plan and a person you're going to call. The second is to have some fun activities you can do for times when you need to keep the little ones quiet or engaged. And the third is to have activities for the older ones, the same thing. Um, Once my husband was in a car accident, and I remember having a little bit of a contingency plan and being able to call a friend to come over with the kids really quick so I could go and make sure everything was okay. And praise God, um, all that happened, well, all that happened was his vehicle flipped on the interstate because a a huge semi tractor trailer cut him off. But praise God, um, it was a van full of tools and two of our um, employees and nobody was hurt. So um, praise God for that. And that was, of course, before all the lawsuits and all of that kind of stuff. So no, we didn't get any recompense other than um, getting a new van and so forth. But I had that contingency plan. Um, We had, through the years, um, you know, remodeled our house twice. We had weddings, we had all kinds of things that happened. And so for a period of time, We just had to, you know, fall back on um, doing something else when we needed to. And so that's where having some kind of plan or something you can fall back on is, you know, really, really helpful. And, you know, sometimes you just need to pull something out that you've saved. Maybe you bought something for the kids and you were going to give it to them as a gift. Um, One such thing was this little train that came apart. It was all in pieces. And then when you put it together, it was a train engine. The um, engine part of it was actually the screwdriver that was battery powered and my children love that and boys and girls alike and I would take that out uh, for a time when I needed to read with the older kids or help somebody with math and I needed the little ones to be engaged. And so once that worked, I found other things throughout the years that I could pull out and use with the younger kids when I needed uh, some time of quiet and the same thing with the older kids. Also, um, you know, sometimes we just have to put the kids in front of the TV. You know, it's fine. It's just that I don't like to use that as my go-to. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that um, I am not a big television advocate. Yes, movies every once in a while, but I would just as soon not have a TV in my house and we have two of them. Um, and, uh, you know, we do not have a television in our bedroom. And so we never have, and the kids don't. Um, but it's, you know, something that you have to look at within your family and figure out ways that you can prepare for a time when you just can't be prepared. And that really helps. Uh, also in streamlining your home school, this is not on the list, but it, came to mind sometimes we get these grandiose plans and things that we want to do and they're super elaborate um one time we were studying the body and so we took out these huge sheets of paper and i had the kids sketch themselves and then we took different parts of the anatomy i actually have a creation anatomy class on my media angels website but anyway we took out you know um did this huge project and put in, you know, their vital organs and the ribs and all this stuff. And it just took forever. And I just had to make it this ongoing project, you know, especially with the little kids. Um, when they're older, you know, you can do some other things. But I just know that sometimes I had to do things like, for example, I always wanted to do a composer's unit study and I wanted to do that, you know, for a couple of years. And I just kept setting it aside. So I decided at the beginning of the year, when I saw that set again, I thought, you know, what, we're going to do this around Christmas time when we take a break from other activities. It's still learning; it's still school. The kids will have fun with it, and then we can have you know a, a big activity at the end where we actually go to a symf- symphony. Because I always had these presentations at Christmas time, or we knew friends whose kids played in the orchestra, and they could get us you know cheaper tickets for things like that. And then we can have a culmination activity. We could do the same thing with different. Um, events that happen in your life. You know, as I said, we remodeled our house twice while homeschooling. We planned for my daughter's wedding. We had multiple birthday parties and huge family gatherings at our home. And it doesn't matter whatever the month is, I'm sure you're going to have disruptions in your home. Therefore, it always helps to plan ahead. And I have some things that can help. Um, one is I have a yearly planning calendar. It's, uh, one month at a time. And you can find that again, the links are on my show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms episode 503, Streamline Your Homeschool, or you can look for it, um, on the mediaangels.com forward slash store. Um, you can look at the website, but I have a yearly planning calendar, a homeschool, uh, planning calendar again that's month by month and then I have character planners for the entire family for those times when you need to pull out some activities and you just don't have time to put anything together it's something that is fun for the kids to do but just remember the three things routine consistency and expecting the unexpected and being prepared and you'll be well on your way to streamlining your homeschool this year I pray that these ideas are helpful to you. And I just am so blessed that you stopped by. You took the time to listen to this podcast. Please share it with a friend. If you know someone who would enjoy Vintage Homeschool Moms, I would really appreciate you sharing it and also giving me a rating on your favorite podcast app. And the next podcast I'm going to be doing in the next few weeks is about fall and how to fit learning in during a busy season. Take care, everybody. God bless, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.